everybody, it's Brady here from Inner Strength Check, rolling dice and playing games for personal growth and social change. And without further ado, let's get into it. Radio, g'day, hello everyone. Um, again, with my usual sorts of apologies, maybe it'll be cleaned up in the audio, but a lot of loud crickets and people deciding to use the weekend to get all of their goddamn power tool and construction stuff done. Also, you know, I'm pretty new to this podcasting thing, so maybe my flow won't be the best, but I'm um, also going to be jumping through a lot of windows, a few programs, that sort of thing. So if it's a little bit disjointed, that's why. But uh, welcome back. And um, I'm sort of wondering if it's good for me to start a pardon me a big burp but other than that because I really want to have a bit of a mental health focus in this podcast but not over involve it so much as to be like my work in psychiatric care not that this is like psychoanalysis but just in terms of not making it just sound like boring assessment I thought I'd, but I thought I'd take a different tack and just get started with a little bit of a segment you're gonna call and I'm not gonna rip off the original audio from Basement Jacks but anyway look I just thought it'd be nice to preface episodes, even if it's not directly related to mental health, with just an update on how I'm doing. And I'd love to hear how you're all going out there as well too. So look for me, I just got back from Kaiser, Kaiser, don't know how to sort of pronounce that really properly. Kaiser, not Kaiser Wilhelm, which is like an exercise physiology focused gym. It's been really good. The surf was pretty shitty, so I didn't go for surf. Still feeling pretty hungover from a difficult week at work and I say hungover it's like uh, I hate God anxiety hangover good song so I'm a psychologist she basically lets me talk for 50 minutes and formulate things in the air with a few pointed questions here and there so it's easy money for her easy to underestimate the skill of psychologist who or someone who can just be practiced enough with that act listening to elucidate what you need to say in the air make you feel like you came up with this i've been having a lot of extreme difficulty getting back into all this stuff podcasting etc it just it just feels overwhelming even having like stepwise goals and that sort of thing it's it's been difficult trying to manage my executive dysfunction with the adhd and activities of daily living adls as we call it been really difficult so my weekends and days off from now they're becoming a domestic catch-up so obviously this often takes precedence in terms of like my men- limited mental and emotional resources i'd come to kind of resent this recently and i'm so I'm, I'm trying to push through and invest you know small slices here and there in my labors of love which is stuff like podcasts talking about what i love but i've also had this fear of engaging in stuff and it's this might sound sort of kind of strange to people but i mean fear of reading rule books fear of reading board game rule books starting on music theory or anything really requiring effort look again it could be that executive dysfunction from the adhd even with the medication plus a bit of lingering depression some burnout anxiety all of it and just the complexity of our kind of current situation i've found a lot of value in just spending less time on social media and less time on less apps but i still feel sort of scrambled but anyway that's what my head's at at the moment pretty tired and disorganized today so who knows how this one's gonna go but look i wish to press on because um even just getting past my own sort of perfectionistic tendency of oh i need this wonderfully scripted very thoroughly researched comprehensive episode it yeah it's it's just a barrier so really for today i've just typed out a very rough bullet pointed script for myself and it's a nice start i'm, I'm getting going so a bit of a preamble so we're talking all things tabletop today board games and war games things like that that i that i've kick-started or i may have caught wind of friends have noted things that i've already purchased 
purchased and plan to run or play or things that are just eagerly sitting and awaiting that O signal in my brain to be used in 2023. And as I say that, I look over and my Deep Rock Galactic board game is just sitting there crying as one of many examples. Now, before we launch into the spotlight around all the stuff that I've got backlogged, stuff on order, or that harvesting a bit of a keen interest in this year, I'd like to kind of lead by example around the hobby of game, running games itself. And look, I'm, I'm speaking mainly as a tabletop role-playing GM, game master, or DM, dungeon master, some call it, for D&D and stuff. But also, this is alluding to my intentions around board gaming, board gaming, all sorts of fun nerd stuff. Look, alongside my continued mental health recovery, look, I'm continuing trying not to burn myself out on my own accord, really trying to keep a bit more of a balanced and minimalist approach to my hobbies. Uh, There's a lot I want to do, like I want to do tabletop stuff. I want to get into audio production. That will partly assist cleaning up these episodes a bit. I want to write my own music. I want to practice music. I want to, there's a lot of wants, but I need to take a bit more of a balanced and a minimalist approach to these sorts of things. And if I'm being honest, jamming is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done i'm not kidding part of me feels like this is a byproduct of the very nature of tabletop gaming itself it's something that impacts precisely on all these kind of cognitive deficits that are things prior to my diagnosis that i always beat myself up for and still do you know things like retaining or drawing multiple rules from memory without having a book flip Uh, multitasking, crunching numbers when you have dyscalculia, which is sort of like a mathematical version of dyslexia that I've been diagnosed with, splitting your interpersonal attention across a group, ensuring everyone's having a bit of shed. It's, It's a lot. Those, I know I don't really want to make everything about neurodivergence and that sort of thing, but I mean, these working memory and executive functioning deficits they're not isolated to adhd and they can in fact be symptoms of struggles that game masters and players might have at the table for any myriad of reasons new group stress anxiety exhaustion depression interpersonal conflict i mean fuck even our current socioeconomic political and ecological landscape it's really difficult for any of us to stay present at the best of time particularly when we're mired in this sensory overwhelm that comes being digitally bathed and yes that was a deftones reference in just so many competing attention grabber apps you know just flooded with dopamine and look outside of the cognitive element it's really not the easiest hobbies in terms of both those kind of interpersonal and also the narrative elements the fact that we kind of buy these books and volunteer our time to manage all these competing strains and working memory and then you've got all the other sort of interpersonal factors you've got social cohesion above the table you've got party cohesion in the game you're trying to have a bit of an enriched storyline adapting moment to moment without forsaking too much of your own integrity managing issues of real world issues of behavior consent conflict all that sort of stuff yeah dude it becomes a lot plus the back end work you know from daydreaming campaigns to running combat there's this multi requirement to keep an eye on what's unfolding whether it's railroading or just pure emergent storytelling and it's got to make at least some tangential sense within the law the setting the context or not if that's what you've agreed to i'm not really advertising the uh, kind of role of gm very positively but look a good session zero which something we'll explain later that's kind of prefacing any campaign you're going to and just exposure therapy showing up doing it that's gone a long way for me with all those above in the future i feel it pertinent to speak at length about my experiences with tabletop both from a mental illness mental health recovery and a neurodivergent 
perspective, but also with some discussion around these kinds of group dynamics and the wider community of tabletop itself. I'm hoping that I can retain some energy to produce a bunch of episodes around this because that's one of the central sorts of themes of the podcast. And look, I've, it's interesting. I'm quite passionate about tabletop gaming. It's something I never thought I'd feel into. Uh, it's become one of my biggest loves after hobby loves after like surfing gigs, guitar, that sort of stuff. And the fact that it can actually take this such a toll on me or be impacted so heavily by circumstances, it's something that I really want to speak about and advocate for because I feel like there's a lot of people who walk away from the hobby or beat themselves up making a torture of themselves essentially by way of their mental illness or vice versa um mental health is a community-wide issue and i think there's a lot of lived experience and research we can draw from to speak for both the love and trepidation that we might have for role-playing games because it's very different i think to video games even i'm not kidding when i say that i find gming almost more challenging than my day job as a mental health social worker i'm i'm not kidding so that's a sentence I think can just speak for itself. But look, I'd also like to point out like accessibility, community and ease of use. For me, it's made being a GM far, far, far more friendly for folks than myself than ever before. I mean, I could not have done, I could not have run games 20 years ago. No cheat sheets, no apps, no, couldn't have done it could not have done it and didn't do it. That's probably why I didn't touch the hobby tells about 27, 28. And look, don't discount the biases of my own issues because it's, I'm kind of catastrophizing here. Once you've just had purely enough time with it, it's like a lot of things, you start to sort of get this exposure therapy where you habituate against your own anxiety. You realize we're all at the table or online to enjoy a social activity and do some weird collaborative storytelling with the injection of some randomness and some luck that's it you know we're we're riffing on shit and every now and then one of you goes and then that injects some randomness into it so you know a lot of what i'd like to incorporate in future discussions that look at mental health and jamming playing wanting to play it's going to be around things like anxiety social anxiety neurodivergence intersectionality negative beliefs skewed perceptions and yeah just things around that but i don't want it to be a central theme of it even though i mean it's kind of inseparable i don't want it to totally kind of overwhelm the discourse of this podcast because I want this podcast to also strongly demonstrate the therapeutic potential of hobbies, games and leisure and that sort of thing because so many of us out there on so many medications going through manualized CBT with our prescribed six sessions and wondering the fuck am we ever going to do to improve you know and it can be really really challenging to sort of be receiving treatment or have been going through challenging life circumstances and just feel like you're throwing shit at the wall and none of it's sticking and just think don't devalue or underestimate the transformative power of hobbies and we'll get into sort of the models and all that sort of stuff and the fancy theory blah 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 bullshit maybe at some point but today i'm leaving the sort of we'll we'll talk a little bit about my sort of jamming trajectory and yeah a little bit of mental health stuff might be folding into that but really we just want to speak to also what i'm excited about for this year or just interested in because i'm not really excited about much because thanks depression but yeah anyway so what's my gm trajectory for 2023 well i have to sort of start that with workload 
balance. I mean, my hyperactivity and my impulsivity, it's, it's a powerful and positive driving force in my life, both for things I'm interested in and my general functioning. I really do believe were it not for that little sort of additional nuclear fission battery that the ADD and attentive type gives me that I probably would have succumbed, you know, physically a lot earlier to I'd probably be at many stages in my life not persisting if it wasn't for that kind of that draw for novelty and newness and curiosity even in my worst kinds of depression but the thing is they're also a risk factor for me in a lot of ways it's a risk factor for agreeing too much ahead of time catching every single little dopaminergic ember that's floating around and then wanting to make that into a wildfire you know i'll often down the track regret yet again overcommitment to it back at a time when i had more rosy colored glasses about the idea than like the pragmatic reality of the execution i could run games five days a week and it probably wouldn't feel like enough and it wouldn't feel enough to also be playing guitar and bass two hours a day each but like i don't have the psychological energy or capacity to do that at all let alone whilst employed in a stressful job balancing xyz there's probably some unhealthy levels of existential or experiential avoidance that are coming into that impulsivity there's probably some perfectionism around it like a bit bit um unreal bit of unrealistic standards of how much i should be doing i'm blindness all that sort of stuff so the current mantra for me which is it's actually very very fucking frustrating for me to implement this i actually find myself being pissed off about it but it's it's a pragmatic decision is to gm what i kind of call single-mindedly so what that means is one campaign at a time in sequential sequential fashion so yeah if there's side one shots that i want to do that's still something i'm a little bit wary of offering like both as a temptation to that impulsivity and that burnout but the quote unquote and i'm air quoting to no one rule at present is one campaign at a time once fortnight like i said it physically hurts me to keep it at this pace it hurts i feel it in my chest but the reality is anything on top of this right now it's only just going to meet that friction and that frustration once that initial hyperfixation and dopamine rushes over i know that that's what's going to happen i mean i'm offering my current group which is based online because one of us is in new south wales and i've recently moved away from melbourne you know palate cleanser one shots in between longer form campaigns and having moved to regional victoria i still haven't really even branched out into the local gaming stores here there's quite a few I'm a bit of a ways out of town, but um, I mean, something that's been a nice compromise for me is going to the odd local board gaming night. Uh, there's a group down here that runs uh, Surf Coast Board Gaming Society, they call themselves, or, you know, hauling my Battletech shit over to the local game shop now and then, but that's something I really need to do more of. And look, as much as I much, much, much prefer gaming in person. Being able to set my table up physically and utilize books, etc., from the comfort of my own home, it's, it's kind of a nice in-between for me. I've been intending to use the space I'm in, which is literally I live near the beach, just go on a day off and just sit down with one of my bo physical books, but I don't know, it runs into all the, yeah, anyway. Um, and look, as boomer as I am is insisting about having tile, pen and paper stuff, I mean, nothing beats a good PDF, right, for ease of use. I'm not even running any 
games in a physical location, but I want to buy so many of them. It's just like, nah, nah, nah. Maybe it's just, I'm, I'm, I think I'm just too exhausted to begin that process anew of vetting players, setting up expectations with a session zero, managing those new interpersonal factors when I'm just so beaten back from the stresses of life at the moment. So maybe in the future. Let's talk about campaigns, right? So Meet Near Zero, that is what I'm running at the moment. And we're very much on the climactic end of it. And I won't spoil anything that I'm a massive free league and free league stand. Got a lot of thoughts about the Year Zero engine, which is the kind of the gaming engine derived from Mutant Year Zero. Framework for that particular RPG. And it's been taken in lots of other wonderful titles like Forbidden Lands and the Alien RPG. And look, while the aesthetic of the art design in the core book is a little more cartoonish than I'd like to admit at times, that's actually folded well into my style, which I mean, as someone who's perpetually in a mania-like state, it's kind of a hefty dose of grimdark edginess and just almost surreally cartoonish hijinks. We're actually coming pretty much on the climactic sessions to end what's been an almost two-year campaign. From the kind of the GM meta in the year zero uh, engine discords and stuff I was never expecting to have milked a campaign so long purely from just a core rulebook and a couple of homebrew ideas but hey that's the power of not being too on rails and especially playing in this self-evolving sandbox based setting that is Mutant Zero there's some fucking amazing mechanics in there for like emergent lore and gameplay so look be sure absolutely to expect a review of the system the Year Zero engine and as well as maybe you know a campaign post-mortem that will contain meta plot spoilers though so fair warning in advance and i think a lot of that will feed into general discussions about my experience as a gm over the past couple of years so next up after the mutiny zero campaign wraps up i mean it all hinges on group choice i am heavily erring towards requesting that i play forbidden lands because although i've been gming for about six years now uh, and i've been in a DD group for nearly five years shit i mean i've never run a fantasy setting before i guess numenera comes close but yeah i've never run fantasy before i've always done sci-fi and post-apoc that sort of stuff the osr style the gorgeous old school artwork in forbidden lands which is kind of nicely hand-drawn by some of some of the original back in the day dragon bane dnd illustrators i believe the fables and legends mechanics the character creation the hex crawling the survival rules the emergent sandbox ah perfect so look from there it's up to democratic decision i've got a few other physical books and pdfs gathering entropic decay in my mind and that's one of the reasons why i pulled the trigger and just did this episode because i just reach a stage where my brain gets to the zoomies because it's just there it's red markets is an example of one i might offer which is they call it a game of economic horror really interesting setting there and interesting mechanics you play as the market instead of a gm it's kind of a cool cool setting mech warrior destiny which is the BattleTech rpg i'd be erring towards offering that to an in-person group and i kind of have staved off Ever offering it because I just don't want to go crazy with the lore in Battletech because it's insane 40 years worth but anyway Alien so maybe an, a sandbox campaign or even I might even buy the Colonial Marine supplement 
I've got the Destroyer of Worlds mini campaign. I might get the Heart of Darkness one. Who knows? Lots and lots and lots of solo stuff that I'm considering, but I just don't have the energy for. Like Iron Sworn, I've got a few campaigns. Uh, if you look on my YouTube channel, there's actually the beginnings of um, a one shot that I used started using uh, Tabletop Simulator for. But alas, I'm no ADHD life. <laughs> Even a, there's a Kenshi Sworn one, which I kind of want to pick up and run with again. That's kind of my first ever attempt at porting a setting into a tabletop. So, but again, time, effort, brain, machine broke. Uh, Starforged, I really want to get back into, as well as some solo iterations of existing systems. Look, a lot of the stuff that I've kickstarted and stuff, I'm fully expecting to probably just be playing by myself. <laughs> which is kind of funny and sad, but whatever, we'll get a kick somewhere. So let's talk about tabletops that I'm looking forward to trying. So for part A, let's talk about some goodies that kickstarted my heart for 2023. I'm sorry, that was terrible, terrible title. Wicked Ones, which is a, a high quality print run of uh, a very interesting looking, if anyone's ever played Dungeon Keeper or like Dungeons 3, uh, you guys would be probably fans of of this this uh, sort of really interesting package that's coming with new sandbox maps, a cartography kit, a toolkit deck. Pretty much I'm just going to go straight off of Bandit Camp, who's the developer. It's a Forged in the Dark tabletop RPG about a group of fantasy monsters building a dungeon, launching raids on the surface to gather a horde and pursuing a nefarious master plan. Along the way, there's pillaging, rituals, concoctions, contraptions, discoveries deep in the ground, dungeon rooms, traps, creatures, minions, and so much more. You build your dungeon together, expanding it throughout the campaign so no two dungeons will ever be alike and then there's undead awakening and boy oh boy i love me a good fucking necromancer i literally asked our dnd dm hey how the hell do you play necromancer in dnd that's how i got a death domain drow but anyway very edgy goth goth chick undead awakenings and expansion for wicked ones so it's a new game you're not just tied to a dungeon you take on the role of the undead who raise an undead horde to terrorize the living and spread evil across the land which is pretty awesome uh, now we've got a dog bark in the background maybe the dog can sense the zombies anyway i'm really excited for that one i'm hoping that doesn't just sit on my shelf gathering dust wink wink hint hint players another one i'm really excited about uh one is less of a an rpg and although it has a lot of a war surge made by some Aussies. So again, I'm just going to quote the Kickstarter page here. So War Surge is a universal mini war game system where you can use any minis in your collection to play, which is great. I've done that with five parsecs from home and it's it's freaking awesome. Your old minis can find new purpose or fight against a broader range of opponents. You can also design unit profiles and customize your army. They've got an app, battles and skirmishes, competitive play, single player. You can use sci-fi, fantasy, any genre, and you can fight any opponent. There's like large scale multiplayer battles, skirmishes, single player, co-op and story campaigns, which is pretty rad. And in terms of their campaigns, they've got like different campaign styles. So they've got linear campaigns, which is like progressively building up an army with a success session of escalating games. Pathway campaigns is a series of games where the victor kind of chooses the, you know, the 
the direction map campaigns so that's like building up and managing empires and stuff which is pretty cool you can even play it like a board game apparently it's got an auto resolve option which is that's pretty that's pretty rad so i love the idea of having minis agnostic and both pvp and pve to use gaming terms friendly wargaming options with like a number of different type of tracks to be taken i'm thinking that i will try and make some content this year around playing those sorts of things but again i don't really want to just buy products just to appease content creation i want to like try them and have fun with them and that sort of thing so but i would be you know i wouldn't be past the idea of like maybe streaming something from war surge or potentially even maybe, I don't know, playing it on Tabletop Simulator or whatever. Or approaching dudes at my own local gaming store, which I haven't been too much because it's a while away. But anyway, so there's that one. There's War Surge. So I'm pretty pumped about that one. And then there's the Monty Python R RPG. So let's quote them. <clears throat> what is Monty Python RPG? What is it called? It's like Monty Python's co-curricular medieval... Hang on, let me get this right <clears throat> monty python's co-curricular medieval reenactment program it's an original rules light gaming system with spam guidance on designing adventures with spam ready to run quests spam and guidance on designing one's own adventures character creation spam bestiary spam tables for generating all sorts of things with spam 16.2 percent more spam and spam and then there's like a backgammon based mini game called feshe la bush dice catapults meeples farm animals and rude french persons apparently no spam uh, they've just released i mean i don't need to go too much into this it's monty python right i had a look at the campaign updates on kickstarter and i thought i'm just gonna put down the beast list to give you an idea of what to expect atomically mutate, mutated cat at Arthur X, the legendary black beast of <laughs> blank mages from the planet Skyron, the dragon of Agnor, um, the hand of God, which will be cool, the knights of Saint Nee, man eating mundanity, Scott's penguin, <laughs> the three headed knight, the vicious chicken of Bristol, and another one that I am absolutely super stoked about is uh, Mothership. So I love body horror, I love space horror, I love all that sorts of stuff, but. Mothership, I think, has really successfully done. It's a really sort of, I think, a really effective kind of sci-fi horror. I mean, the artwork looks absolutely gorgeous. There's some amazing generation tables for space stations. There's some freaking awesome supplements. So I got the deluxe set. Well, that's going to include the player's survival guide, Warden, which is the name of the, what do you call the GM, contact reports, and then physical supplements. I've read through Dead Planet. It's brutal. Um, very retro tech, very alien series. Um, you know, it was apparently inspired by the original Doom and Pitch Black, um, Space Odyssey, Forever War, you know, Dead Space. So that's what to expect from that. Um, the box set looks absolutely gorgeous. It's very retro looking. Um, very much similar to the alien RPG system, high lethality, high stakes. Don't fuck around and try and do a 5e kind of tit for tat back and forth because you'll, you'll be fucked. Cool panic mechanics, that rhymed. Really beautiful looking old school sort of artwork. So I'm very, very interested in Stoked Mothership. I, I would actually say it's probably gonna be one of my ones that I'm most excited for this year. So Mothership RPG, I am I am absolutely keen for. And then up next, Battletech Mercenaries. That's just 
released. So there's a Polygon article where they interviewed the managing developer, Bill Randall Bills. So Randall's just basically said, you know, that they're making a new unified rule set that emphasizes combined arms warfare. So mechs, ground vehicles, air assets, and infantry working together. One of the huge kind of barriers I have with Battletech is it's very crunchy for me, especially classic. And the classic gameplay is fine, but Total War is, I'm sorry, that book is a mess. And the combined arms rules are a fucking nightmare. The Commander's Edition of Alpha Strike, which is the quick, easy play version, has really good kinds of uh, mechanics for just tacking on rules, even from Classic or Alpha Strike. But yeah, it's a mess. And like when you read the fiction, the Combined Arms is awesome. That's what Bill says. So, you know, if you ever watch the video games, he's saying when the mech's running along and it just stomps down on a vehicle, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like you want the vehicles to be there. You don't want it to be completely wimpy because it's pretty cool when like a tank, like one shot, 100 ton battle mech but anyway but total war and just the implementation of that and combined arms has been a freaking mess so like if they if that is actually going to tidy up the total war element of battletech that will be fantastic like i can't understate how much that will help someone like me who just opens total war and goes brain machine and broke and a lot of force packs look really cool i won't go deep into what's in it you know there's some more maps there's some more mechs and those mechs are combined arms so you've got some vehicles and all that sort of stuff i'm excited for that and i'll definitely be backing it whether i like it or not <laughs> i guess that brings up another sort of issue that i have with minis but we'll get to that very shortly. Those are just some of a lot of stuff that's coming up this year that uh, stuff that I've backed. Well, I'm soon will be backing Battletech for sure. So, and look, I, I'm just sort of more going to gloss over the board gaming side of things. I mean, I've just received Frosthaven and Deep Rock Galactic and Deep Rock board game from all intents and purposes. I've got a video up on my YouTube channel. It's not the greatest quality, but hey, it's there. I really, really, really want to get stuck into, I'm pretty keen on having a look, flip through the rule book. Again, going back to what I was saying before, it's just, everything's a bit of a slog for me at the moment, but that's something I'm excited to solo or try with my partner or with friends. Frosthaven, if you don't know what Gloomhaven is, yeah, okay. Well, it's a fantastic dungeon crawler that sort of acts like dungeon crawler board game with its own evolving D&D style tabletop campaign. It works really well, but I haven't finished Gloomhaven yet. My partner and I started one during the pandemic and we just, I don't know how far in we are, but we got a fair way through. Imperial Assault, just sitting there doing nothing. That's also meant to be two to five players, but you can actually use, there's some good tools for someone to act as the kind of quasi DM that you is the Empire, and you can play through story base, and then there's also skirmishes and blah, 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 blah. I've got a lot of unplayed titles on my shelf. I mean, I've got, I've only played one game of Mage Knight. I've got Descent 2nd Edition, which I've never touched. I've got Star Wars Legion, which I've painted some minis, but I've never played. I've got Zia Legends of a Drift System with a solo supplement, Embers of a Forsaken Star. So I've got a fair bit there that's just sitting there doing nothing, which is a bit sad, but again, it just I just run into this issue of uh, I'm not the most confident with learning and retaining rules so I find it really difficult to sit down and learn them but hey I think board gaming deserves its own kind of sort of uh, episode really thinking about like we've got some hype titles for 2023 there's a lot of 
hype going around for a bunch. I mean, if you go to ianworld.org, who, you know, they do the Annies, I believe, and that sort of thing. There's so many that have been uh, sort of shortlisted as nom- nominations. There's a really long list here. I think the things that I would be picking out of it would be things like Cowboy Bebop RPG, which I didn't back because money is a finite resource. Dragon Bane, same thing. There's an Elden Ring RPG. Gloomhaven has a role-playing game coming out with the other ones that I was... Labyrinth Lord looks interesting. Probiotic looks like it could be cool. Uh, there's a perfect edition of Paranoia coming out, which is really cool. Shadow of the Weird Wizard. I think I'll talk a bit to Shadow of the Demon Lord at a later time. Urban Shadows, all that sort of stuff. And then there's other stuff that I'm not that interested in that's coming out that are going to be big titles, like the Walking Dead Universe RPG. That's through Free League. Um, there is one called uh, Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast that's from... Some Creek games and that's like a nice little slice of life tabletop role-playing game which I thought could be a nice little sort of difference for my players from my usual edgy bullshit. <laughs> I mean I'm even looking at Dicebreaker like Dicebreaker have recommended quite a few you know they've had an article where they recommended systems that aren't D&D 5th edition to play in 2023. So they're saying stuff like with Morkborg, which I think is Swedish for Dark Castle, just off the top of my head. Well, it's just for what I remember. Dimmu Borg, yeah. You know, most fantasy RPGs, they want to offer players a world where they can wield powerful magic, gleaming swords, and fiery axes. Morkborg is very, like, apocalyptic. It's around presenting this gloomy world, pressing. It's about people seeking redemption or resolution. On the eve of destruction, it's dark fantasy. There's doomsday clocks mistakes it's very high lethality so it's pretty grim but i'm a very grim dark sort of gm at times so that might fit me uh they mentioned lancer which i'd love to i mean yeah it's got some crunchy combat some cool kind of cinematic scope to it in terms of it having a very sort of interesting lore but also flashy cinematic kind of scope to it but yeah look rather invest that in other stuff but yeah ryutama which is, they talk about it being a natural world RPG. This is another one that I thought, oh, maybe I should get it just to have something nice and different for my players. You know, like, kind of pastoral and exploratory RPG about wandering and crafting and solving mysteries and nice little stuff like that. Uh, there's also a couple of itch bundles that have just so much content. Liminal Horror, which is another horror TTRPG. Prol, which is a coin-flipping RPG. There's a lot of solo games, tarot games, but I'm not going to go into those there's again there's just so much in the tabletop meta for this year I, i'm not going to be able to keep up and i don't feel compelled to try because it's just it's like music that's just too much but anyway it's all good uh, i guess for to, to finish this thing off there's, there's some things i kind of want to get into i mean i've just uh recently purchased the rpg engine which is really cool kind of uh VTT virtual tabletop. I actually find it probably the best one I've used. I've never really vibed with Roll20 or Foundry or any of those sorts of things. I, I hated them, but I actually really like the RPG engine. This isn't a paid shill. It's actually like one person, I think, a couple of people. Really well done. Really simplistic. Surprisingly good.
good um, and good for my broken brain. But that just, it, that just comes up against those kind of executive functioning issues I was talking about before. Minis painting, I mean, I have boxes and boxes and boxes of unpainted minis. I have so many unpainted Battletech minis. And I just, again, it's one of those things, it's like one my decision, oh, I wanna learn some music theory or audio production. I just look at that whole picture and I freak out a bit as opposed to just getting started somewhere on something. So that's something I kind of want to dabble in this year. It's a bit more minis painting, especially if I'm going to back the battle tank. i got to paint my goddamn max, uh, as trapped under plastic say. Paint your goddamn minis. Also want to kind of get into some drawing, drawing some NPCs, that sort of thing. I'm not as avid a drawer as I was when I was a kid, but that's just something I've got a bit of a general interest in getting back into, but I don't want to kind of get into it in a way that's predicated on performance or even improvement like i want to keep it a bit more loosey-goosey than most of my other hobbies which seem to have a skill-based thing to it i'd rather just sort of there's a few things i just want to kind of do like and just get better at just by doing like jamming on my guitar surfing minis all that minis painting is an example drawing so like there's a few that i kind of i've got a lot of things that I want to do this year but I feel it's best for me to just sort of relax into a couple of things and not overdo it but look there is plenty out there this year I haven't even touched on I'm about a third of the way through the script honestly I could break this up into a multi-part series and that's just for like what's currently on the horizon so there's a lot happening in the hobby space good time to get into this sort of stuff so um yeah that's probably gonna do it for me for today thanks for listening and in terms of got a lot of content now that is sort of coming up in the music space as well i've recently posted some music interviews posting some more reviews uh, potentially some gig reviews in the future so keep an eye out for that and i think my next discussion will be centered around music but for now happy gaming and uh, catch you later nerds